Coming to you live from Master Closet Studios, you're listening to the only podcast on the internet that can read the oldest graffiti in the universe. Uh... Hello, sweetie. <laughs> it's the Noobs and the Whovian. My name is Austin. I'm the Whovian. These are my sons, Tripp and Corbin. And, and we're, we're the, the noobs. noobs. And this is the podcast that introduces a whole new generation to Doctor Who by watching an episode each week and discussing it from the perspective of a dad who's seen it before. And, and two, two sons, sons who, who haven't. So welcome to episode number 75 75. I don't know why that seems more important to me yeah. than 50 was. Yeah. <laughs> Episode 75, where we're still not doing anything special except covering the Series 5 finale, Episodes 12 and 13, The Pandorica Opens, and The Big Bang. This is the one where they, the Doctor, Amy, and Rory, Rory, guys, Rory, what? Rory, Rory, have a showdown with just about every one of the Doctor's enemies that results in the end of every universe, at least for a little while. Then he fixes it with some jiggery pokery and, like... I don't know, memories Other and stuff. stuff? <laughs> yeah. I really know. So this is story number 212, originally airing June 19th and 26th, 2010, to 7.57 and 6.7 million viewers. I'll have a note about that in just a second. Written by uh, our current favorite writer, Stephen Moffat, and directed by Toby Haynes. I say current favorite because, current. I don't know, I didn't want to speak for you guys. <laughs> Stephen Moffat or Russell T. Davies? Who do y'all? Uh, probably Moffat. Stephen Moffat. I mean, me too. He's made like every single one that we said was really good. All the ones that we keep yeah. coming back to, yeah. Blink and uh, and uh, Family of Blood, did he do that one? I don't know. Pretty remember. sure. Pretty sure he did that one too, yeah. yeah. Uh, so miscellaneous trivia, we had uh, quite a bit here. Uh, the uh, I, it, Well, my note says this episode, but really I guess this storyline features the largest number of alien species in a single episode of Doctor Who. Hmm. So this Makes is like... Sense. It wasn't even that many. Stephen Moffat went... It wasn't what? six. Um, that well, is, they mentioned like thirteen. That's so. yeah, but I mean, even if you just count the ones who we literally see, like, like when the, else have you seen that many? Like at the most, in the it's diner, and the diner was like the twenty-seven different guys. That doesn't really count. How does that not count? Well, but those weren't like well known Doctor no. Who baddies that we knew. I mean, like we the had closest a thing was. Yeah. The closest it's thing true. was when the Daleks were fighting the Cybermen. Right. Yeah, yeah. Two big baddies. That was the one like that came to my mind. All of them. Right. So I guess my note said largest number of alien species. Maybe it's like main villain species. That's mm-hmm. true. That's yeah. true. So, um, including the invasion of time, Logopolis, Journey's End, and the End of Time, this is the fifth time in Doctor Who where the fate of every universe hangs <laughs> in the balance. Of one man. That's right. Two yeah. companions. <laughs> that's right. That's right. Oh, well, three. Three. Three in, three in this particular case. So, uh, but yeah, th- so in other words, uh, not only was, you know, the whole planet or the whole galaxy or the whole universe, but no, no, no. Every universe. universe is hanging in the balance here, and it all comes down to the doctor and his companions. So, uh, this episode, uh, parts of it at least, took place on June 26th, 2010. This is one of only four times in New Who where you have the episode specifically referencing the date and it lines up with the broadcast date. Mm. So we've actually been to uh, June 25th, 2010, uh, a couple of times, right? Mm -hmm. That's where Amy originally took off with the doctor and everything. I don't think we've ever actually gotten to June 26th until this episode, Um, but it aired on June 26th. Uh, the, oh. the, the the second of the two-parter here. There's two others that, in my opinion, are kind of cheats. Um, the End of Time, 
was a Christmas special, but it uh, and it and it took place on Christmas. And then uh, the most recent episode of Doctor Who, as of the time of recording, uh, was Resolution. That was the New Year's special that came out. And that one, uh, to me, those are kind of cheats because it's like, I don't know. I mean, like it still counts, but like yeah. it's Christmas special and it took mm-hmm. place on Christmas. Wow. It was a New surprise. Year's special and it took place on New Year's. Like, meh. Uh, <laughs> but, um, and then the other one, uh, the fourth one is actually coming up. It's the season opener for next season. Um, and it, I don't Spoiler. even remember. Uh, the, the date is not, it's not like a holiday or a big important day. It's just like a random wow. day. That's why to me, the other, the other ones don't count as much. So this is also, guys, check this out. This is the first series finale in New Who that didn't have David Tennant in it. That? Yeah. Because the All end right. of nine, he changed. He shows up, yeah. And then the two, what's it, two seasons or three seasons that we had with Tennant? Uh, we had three plus the David Tennant specials. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So he had he has effectively been in five series finales <laughs> so far. So this is that must um, be like a record of some sort, surely. I, I you know that that'd be interesting to check out. Yeah. So first of all, this is the first season that David Tennant didn't appear in, mm-hmm. and secondly, this is the first series finale that didn't also star uh, David Tennant, even counting the season that he. <laughs> wasn't the doctor the whole time. Yeah. <laughs> it just shows up in the last couple of minutes. So uh, this is also one, uh, this is also the first series finale in New Who where everybody lives. And by that, I mean, you know, of course, everybody died also. But <laughs> I mean, <laughs> this, this is the first time in New Who where we didn't lose a main character. We didn't get a new doctor. We didn't get a new companion. We didn't do any of that. This is the first time in New Who where everyone that all of the, 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 the main characters you saw in this episode are not only going to be in the next season, they're going to be in the next episode. No, I take that back. River won't be in the Christmas special, but the next, you know, the next, uh, the, 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 the series opener is going to also have River in it. So you're going to have Spoilers. all four of, yeah, a little bit of spoiler there. Um, but you're going to have. You. The two, the two main companions, plus even a third, you know, like a, a secondary level companion there that are all coming back next season. So, um, and I don't, I don't think, I don't think it's too much of a spoiler because I have mentioned before that she's going to feature prominently next year, right? Yeah. yeah. I th- I'm pretty sure I've mentioned that before. Yeah, but you didn't um, mention the exact episodes. Oh yeah. Okay. okay. <laughs> um, so at any rate, um, let's see. And then the last thing. This is, so a lot of firsts for this finale. Mm-hmm, yeah. This is the first New Who finale that had lower viewership on the last episode than the, the one first. right before it. Oh. So y'all notice I said uh, the, the two-parter was 7.57 million and then 6.7 million. And we've always made the joke that... Like, on what the, about those people that... Right, never. but normally on the finales, it's the other way around. Yeah. It's the second to last episode, whether it was a two-parter or not, the second to last episode had fewer viewers than the finale. You know, like the last episode of the season had a big spike in numbers. This one actually had a drop in, in numbers. That's which so sad. It is. It's so it's weird no because it's so the good. First one What's that? For some reason. Yeah. You know, I, I've wanted, if I didn't care about spoilers, I would totally watch the second episode first just to watch the recap and see if I could actually piece together what had <laughs> exactly happened in the episode. <laughs> 
Yeah, that would be interesting. Yeah. Because like we said, we, we seem to come across that a lot. And I don't know what that is. If it's people like freaking out and hearing about the first episode and going, oh man, there was this amazing cliffhanger. Like we got to find out what's going on next week. So then people tune in that didn't see the first episode. I don't know. Yeah. I mean, obviously one is going to have more viewers than the other, but when it's like millions of people difference, it's like, yeah. It sounds like something's going on here. It's right. Not like, just a few people missed a week and then they came back to watch it the next week. Right, right. And we've seen some big swings in numbers like that before. Yeah. Uh, so that brings us to the cast. There's not really anything to mention here because there's nobody really like in this episode that we haven't seen before. I mean, the, the odd Roman, but uh, nobody, nobody huge of note that I did any digging on. And uh, no particular news this week. So that brings us to... Our reminder that Noobs in the Whovian is brought to you by R5 Website Management. Uh, you guys know the drill. You can get world-class hosting, domain registration, and security at a great price. And guys, it's Your Name November. Your Name November. You know, the holiday month that I just made up. <laughs> yeah, which is now every month. So, like... Uh, no, it's going to be Your Name November. I'm going to do this every November now. Uh, in whatever occasions I have to do it. So if you haven't already, guys, it's time to reserve yourname.com. Whatever industry you're in, having your very own domain can come in handy in a lot of ways. Uh, people say that, uh, you know, for a while we thought business cards were going away because everything was going digital. And what I've learned is that business cards are probably as important or if not more important than ever before. And one of the things that you got to have on there, you got to have your name, you got to have your phone number, got to have your email address. You really ought to have a website. And so if you're working for a company and they have a website, great, slap that on there. If you're in an industry where they don't, or you are your own business owner or whatever, you need your own website. And even if you do work for somebody that has a big company website, having your own name.com can be a great way to make that personal connection. So for example, uh, we've talked about this before. I have austinreason.com, which I still haven't done anything with yet, but <laughs> I booked it because uh, I booked it mainly so that I would make sure that I got it and not that other Austin Reason out there that we made fun of a couple of weeks ago. But guys, uh, whatever industry you find yourself in, having your own domain so that you can develop that into whatever kind of website that you want to down the road is hugely important. So if you do that through R5 website management, you get that for just $13.99 a year. 14 bucks a year and you can reserve yourname.com. And then for just a little bit more, you can actually spin that out into a full-blown website. And as always, we have a special deal for Noobs in the Whovian listeners. Use the code Noobs, noobs. at checkout. They, they checked out, speaking of which, uh, to get 15% <laughs> off your entire order. So if you're just getting your domain, you'll save 15% on that. But if you want to take full advantage of that coupon, throw everything you can in the cart, go ahead and load it up with, you know, your, hosting and your security package and your SSL and all those great things and make sure that you use the code noobs at checkout for 15% off your entire order to get started on your awesome website with yourname.com today. All right, guys, that brings us down to the checklist. Uh, creature of the week. Uh, all of them, yeah, basically. Just like, <laughs> I mean, like, just a lot too of many them. to count. Uh, oh, like, of, did you uh, see the spaceships? Of special, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, spaceships for... For creatures whose ships we've never seen before. What was that? The floating eyes. The Atraxi? Yeah, the Atraxi. Could you see those in there? Yeah, I saw them. (gasps) No way, really? I didn't see them. Yeah, it was out. I actually had to check the the Wikia to see if the Atraxi were on the list because uh, virtually, I think think it said, the, the Wikia said that every main alien species from this season is on the list when... 
uh, River is listing off all the all the different aliens, all, like all of them from this this season, oh, plus some other ones from New Who, plus some from Classic Who that have never appeared in New Who until now. There's one species that got listed that has only ever appeared in a book. It's never been mentioned <laughs> on the shows it? until now. I don't. I don't remember <laughs> i'm not that good at that's right i'm not that professional uh, no i mean there was there were too many things to write down about about all that's these uh, different creatures um but of special note did y'all notice we saw the hoiks uh-huh. Do y'all remember the Hoiks? Yeah, that's great. Uh, so the Hoiks was the guy that showed up in, uh, what was it, Love and Monsters, mm-hmm. where he just was sort of it? like briefly appears. Oh, yeah. And then it turns out, because we were like, man, they spent a lot of money developing that character mm-hmm. or that that costume for, for like 30 seconds of screen time. And then we realized he appears in uh, Torchwood mm-hmm. um, as, a, as a guy mm-hmm. on there. So there you go. Got to pull that costume out of the, out of the mothballs and put him on screen again. <laughs> I also love that like, Half the aliens were played by that one guy that we say right. like voices every alien yeah. Yeah. without a face. I did. I did wonder about like how many of them. Uh, like the guy, I'm pretty sure the guy, the same guy played the Hoiks, the Jadoon, uh, probably a well, Cyberman and the Cyberman. Adalek, yeah, yeah. So uh, either you know they they had him in there, <laughs> just like shopped it all together or they just said, Hey, you know what? You're not going to get to wear all the costumes this go around. So were there any other particular points y'all wanted to notice note about the, all the aliens and everybody in there, all the creatures? Uh, no? Not particularly. Uh, well, I did find it weird that the Jadoon there were there to like throw the doctor in there when they're really just like the intergalactic police. Yeah. I didn't yeah. see what they would there have no against the doctor. There was no reason for most of them to even be there, other there was, than just to see him get thrown into the place. There was a certain element of hey guys, remember all of these aliens? Yeah. <laughs> you know, like why were they there? Um, you they're know, not they, necessarily enemies of the doctor. They're just yeah, kind of yeah, there. Yeah, they've because. been around before. Um, you know, what? again, we didn't see the, the Torchwood episode with the Hoiks, so all we've seen of the Hoiks is the doctor chasing him around. Mm-hmm. Um so like I don't know, was he like super evil? We don't know. Um, I think the um, I think the Sycorax, well, they weren't. We didn't see them, but they were they were on the list. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, so going all the way back to Tenant's first episode, you had the Sycorax there. Uh, so all kinds of uh, fun stuff there. Under bad CGI, what did you guys think of the spaceships zipping around? No, it wasn't the worst. Yeah, I mean, like okay. I didn't go. Yeah. Ugh, what is that? <laughs> so I mean. It was kind of difficult to concentrate on any one and find any flaws. That's a, because that's like a good thing. A like hundred of them just yeah. all over the like place. Like I said, I didn't even notice the Atraxi there. It, it, the Atraxi was there. You could see it. Yeah, that was eyeball, like the spinning snowflake with an eyeball in the middle. Yeah. That was wow. basically the How only one I could. I miss the spinning snowflake with I don't an eyeball. Know. I don't it was know. on like the, the left side. There was like three okay. of them off in the distance. Wow. Kind okay. of that was like the only one I could really nail down and see like, ooh, I recognize that one. I'll have to go back and look that up. We got a Geronimo. Uh, it was his last words as he flies off into the explosion. This time via text message. Yeah. So we've gotten we've gotten now it's a like, Geronimo. It's the doctor. Geronimo. Oh. That's right. We've gotten a Geronimo via headbutt mind meld. Yeah. And now we've gotten one via text message. So that brings our running count of Geronimos up to five. Uh, under jiggery pokery, the Sonic lit a torch. We we've seen it light a candle, but and now we've seen it light a, a torch because of sound energy and uh, heat energy. And he could light that torch. I understand torch, where that comes from. But uh, yeah, since he light that torch, why didn't he just light the other torch? 
Because it's cooler to use uh, the torch to light the other torch. I guess so. I would argue it's it's cooler to light it with the Sonic. So yeah, I'm with yeah, you. Like- why, why would they not do that? <laughs> um, the Sonic also sparked when it touched itself. Oh right? yeah, that's yes, weird. in a pat or a future time stream or right. whatever. Yeah, future future version of itself Though, uh, when Rory was holding one. Yeah, I wish it had done that kind of thing when like every time a past and future version touched each other, giving them the little spark. I wish I wish that was a thing about touching a past version of yourself, not just the Sonics did that because they're the Sonic. You mean people? Yeah, like interesting that you there mentioned were that. Several times when that happened, and I'm like, I wish that. I wish yeah, they did that. There, so there was a there was a thing in the uh, in the Wikia, and now I'm struggling to remember what it was called. But it was like the something limiting effect, or something like that. And and I didn't put it in the notes because it actually comes out of a, a comic, and um, I don't always like to do the deep dives in the in the extra stuff. But apparently, that is a thing that normally does happen. Um, they actually showed a panel of the 10th and 12th doctors shaking hands and it caused, and they shocked each other when they did. And Levin is standing in the middle laughing or something like that. Um, so <laughs> there is some, some talk about that, about uh, crossing your time streams and, and touching, creating problems like that, creating it, literally creating a spark. Um, and I think because they sort of not physically possible for them to both be there at the same time. Yeah. Something like that. So, um, a la time cop for those that have seen that. So the, the Wikia wrote it off as maybe because the universe was collapsing. That's why the doctor was able to touch himself and Amy was able to touch herself but and all this Sonic. Obviously, that still gets shocked. Oh, no, 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 no. Don't worry, because they said that uh, it happened with the Sonics because the universe had just started collapsing. And so then later on, we're talking about thousands of years in the future. So the the universe is closing in and narrowing in. There's a lot of hand Because it takes a a thousand years to start looking. To start closing in, that's then, correct. That means we probably got three thousand more years before it actually <laughs> closes in. So yeah, I love the concept though of of you know every star has supernovaed, nothing ever existed, but for whatever reason, the eye of the storm is the last place to get damaged. That kind of doesn't make any sense, mm-hmm. but that therefore the Earth is is was able to continue on essentially the same path. Yeah. You know, down to the fact that Amy lived in the same house. Like, that level of detail Didn't must be a pretty small eye like It's literally well. restarted. Yeah. Like, it mm-hmm. relapped back on itself. Yeah, yeah, something like that. Like, must along- be a pretty small eye, too, because it took out the sun and every planet around Earth. But Earth right. is fine. No. Right, right, right. Uh, the only thing left is an exploding TARDIS and the moon. For some reason, yeah, yeah. So, fun, fun <laughs> just inside there. that radius. Yeah. Under a uh, random jiggery pokery, we had uh, the doctor leaving Amy a mind message, as though she's uh, an answer phone, which answering machine for us Americans. <laughs> um, I thought that was great. That uh, it was kind of like you know the headbutt mind meld thing where. Craig just kind of accepted the knowledge as as though, you know, like, of course I know this now, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, like, Amy uh, was doing the same thing, where she's like, the message is there in her mind, and she's just rolling with it, man. Doctor says, I gotta rest. Gotta, you know, gotta do this thing, you know, whatever. Uh, let's see, the Pandorica. Okay, the Pandorica. So we got the Pandorica, Silence Will Fall, and the Crack. So let's just kind of hit all of that right now, because we finally got down to, you know, the we had two mentions of the Pandorica earlier in the season. So what is the Pandorica, guys? Tell me about it. It's a giant prison. Right. That was made to hold, like, 
well, basically the doctor, but it's just like <laughs> I mean, fairy tale creature. That's right. Yeah, Led- feared thing in the universe or whatever, and it turns mm-hmm. out to be the doctor because I guess he's the most feared thing in the universe. Yeah, by Not- anyone that isn't the doctor. Pretty yeah. much, yeah, by all the baddies. And uh, humans. The doctor says he's soaked in the blood of a billion galaxies. I'm like, oh. Mm. Uh, <laughs> a little bit doctor. of self-conviction there. So, uh, The doctor called it a fairy tale, right? That the Pandorica itself was a fairy tale. Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden, he's staring at it, you know? And <laughs> he is the creature inside of it. <laughs> right, right. Yeah, he, yeah, he is the creature that is supposed to be inside of it, you know, that is going to be inside of it. Um, I thought it was interesting that, you know, it, it's it's weird that you, you always have to remember that, you know, the doctor lives in all of time and space. And so whatever knowledge he has could have originated in 102 AD or in the year mm-hmm. 5 billion. And so he's talking about the Pandorica as this ancient, legendary, fairy tale, non-existent thing in 102 AD when, as it turns out, 102 AD is when the thing, you know, when the trickster or goblin or, you know, uh, warrior got trapped inside of it. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's, it's really interesting. Like, what is the fairy tale and who is telling it and when? Because the Pandorica is there and it's been buried there for thousands of years because Stonehenge is there and it's thousands of years already, uh, thousands of years old already. So, like, how much. Time travel, like, were the Jadoon traveling in time, too? Like, what are we doing here? You know what I'm saying? Also, I love that of all the places in the entire universe to put, yeah, to put Pandorica. Of course. You could have put it, like, shoved it outside into the void, like the Daleks did, but you put it, like, a few meters underground on Earth. The Doctor's most likely to be there. The Doctor's most likely to be on the Earth. Not only on Earth, but, you know. Convenient. London-ish. Yeah. (laughs) So yeah. Rome, not London, but well, no, it wasn't Rome. Stonehenge. Remember, this was yeah, this was this was U- UK area, mm-hmm. and the Romans were you know had invaded. So, as we said, it turns out it was a prison constructor for the Doctor, and then of all things, it becomes the essentially the incubator for Amy. To I love, I love the Doctor's line that it's a perfect prison. You can't even escape by dying. It will <laughs> force you to stay alive. Right, so it's able to keep her in some sort of stasis, so that for those eighteen hundred and ninety-four years that it takes to get to where young Amy Pond can do the digital, or not the digital, the DNA imprint or whatever, uh, that she doesn't die. So uh, we had silence. Silence. Silence will fall. Uh, the Pandorica will open, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. So we had Prisoner Zero's voice when when River is leaving the TARDIS. Uh, we see the date cycle through to June 26, 2010, mm-hmm. and then it's Prisoner Zero's voice saying, silence will fall, and then the crack goes across the screen, right? Mm-hmm. So we had a little bit there. Now, my question is, how did Prisoner Zero know that the whole universe was going to get, like, completely eradicated? How did he know that? Yeah, we don't... It was weird that they brought Prisoner Zero's voice back for this episode because he didn't show up. Like mm-hmm. he wasn't, he didn't factor in at all, other than that creepy voice. And hey, remember that from the first episode? Like that was kind of it. But all I can figure is that it's for whatever reason, everyone in the universe seems to know that the TARDIS is going to explode. It's going to create cracks in the universe, and every universe is going to be at risk. 
except the doctor because the trap is set for the doctor and whatnot. Yeah, yeah, that's it's a little bit odd. And he logic. even points it out. Why don't I know? Why don't I know these two things? Right? Why don't I know who the warrior is in the Pandorica? And why don't I know uh, what causes this explosion and and why the universe is falling I mean, apart? He kind of knows. He he has a little scene where he's like, I think Rory asks him what happened, what causes the explosion, and he goes through his mind like, well, I grabbed the piece from the yeah, explosion, yeah. it was the TARDIS. Right. He seems to know it was the TARDIS that exploded, but he just doesn't know why. He doesn't know why the TARDIS explodes, yeah. So, um, speaking of, let's say we have the crack. So we have the, the as I mentioned a second ago, uh, River walks out of the TARDIS, and the crack shape um, appears on the scanner screen. And then we have the, the idea that uh, the doctor tells Amy that uh, the crack took Amy's parents, that it's been chipping away at her life. Such a big house, yet right. no one in it. Right. Mm-hmm. And, and and didn't did, her aunt never come back, too? To my knowledge, that. we've never seen her aunt until this episode. Mm-hmm. Right? It's entirely possible. Yeah. I don't think we ever even saw her until she the went, wedding. She went to go buy something, and then Amy's like, oh, yeah, or I'm sorry, not the wedding, but she, when she, she young left. Amy, when they went, when they, you know, they're talking about the stars and then they took, she took her to the museum. That's the first time we've ever seen the aunt. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So she supposedly left at some point before the doctor right. arrives and right. never appears. We again. never see her again. Yeah. Um, and that's the thing is the doctor says that the, the crack has been taking things from Amy for a long, long time. You know, Rory was just the latest uh, piece of her life to, to be snatched away by the crack. So um, really interesting way that all this sort of comes back around and uh, let's leave it there because we're going to, we're going to have to readdress some of these things when we get down to the, the uh, theory section. So, yeah. And I do like the idea of her not noticing her parents are gone because she knows she has parents. Everyone has parents. Right. So even though she's completely forgotten them, she knows in some way they exist yeah. or mm-hmm. did exist. Yeah. And she so says she, she lost them. She has no idea who they are, but right. they were a thing at one point. Right. right. So I like that idea. A lot of, lot of wibbly wobbly stuff going on where if her parents never existed, then she shouldn't be around yeah, but she still is thing, yeah, but... yeah all that kind of stuff so all right who's who guys who is rory um gosh just so much so so much i told you guys i love rory do y'all see why now yeah <laughs> shoot lasers and, from his fingertips now well you know there's that um but yeah so okay so first of all rory shows back up right mm-hmm. and we have all of this uh first of all i love corman you you were trying to you wanted me to rewind it when he he was standing in the doorway, face in shadow, yeah. and you were like, "Oh, like run it back! I can almost see who it was." Did did you say it was Rory? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. I said, yeah. So, that's, yeah. I, you said he was cloaked in shadow, but I could tell. I'm like, "Ooh, that's Rory! I know that face." <laughs> <laughs> I didn't yeah. do a very the good nose. job. It was cloaking the nose. his shadow. <laughs> <laughs> <Nice. laughs> Trip's doing the uh, sign language for Rory, <laughs> invented by the doctor. Uh, so yeah, he he shows back up as a Roman and a head full of Roman knowledge and a whole other life, and yet he's Rory. A um, little bit, maybe a little bit of existential horror here that we that we yeah. left off of the checklist. That waking up in Rome and then finding out you're actually a robot. <laughs> that's, well, that's yeah, fun. I mean, like a couple of things, right? So first of all, he wakes up in Rome. 
No, and he dies. He, he thinks then wakes up in Rome. Right. Okay. Yeah. As a proper, he remembers dying. So think about it. he. Yeah, he wakes up, and it's presumably from a dream where he was this guy in the future with a fiance and this crazy man called the Doctor traveling through space and time, and then died. And mm-hmm. wakes up from that dream and starts thinking, oh, that was just a dream. I'm a proper soldier now. Right, and then- right. And then the doctor and Amy show up and he's like, oh my gosh, it wasn't a dream. It was all real. They came back for me. Mm-hmm. Like, what? Like, that's got to mess with your head, you know? Mm-hmm. And then, like you said, all of a sudden, he gets activated. He's a robot and- that then kills his fiance. So, I mean. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Kind and of, Kind of a nightmare. And the immediately knowing, I am a robot. I know this immediately now. Yes. And I know what I'm going to be forced to do, and I can't stop it, even yeah. though I still am Rory for the right. most part. So coming out of the existential horror and focusing yeah. just on Rory's character, that right there was fantastic, right? All of the other Nessine duplicates just, you know, they, uh, switch flips, and they are now, you know, automatons. Because autons. they're storybook characters. Right, right. But Rory and, and, and an the Doctor actually... Huh? Rory has an actual character. Right. And and the doctor brings up the fact that uh with with Rory, the Nestine consciousness got a little bit more than maybe they bargained for, right? Uh the the doctor calls him a lump of plastic with delusions of humanity. <laughs> and she's doctor. He, yeah. He he's Later on, though, he says that he is more than that because when the Nestine took a memory print from Amy, she was special. So they not only got his look and his sound, but they got his heart and his soul. So when they duplicated, when they created this duplicate based off of her memory of the Roman soldiers, they were just pictures in a storybook, like Corbin said, or the Pandorica, the Pandora's box. You know, it looked just like the the Pandora's box on the, the storybook cover. But when they duplicated Rory... And who who just so happened to have dressed as a Roman soldier for Halloween one year, I guess, apparently, according to that picture. Just they duplicated reason. everything about him that she knew. And because of, you know, again, the doctor says the whole universe pouring into her head all of her life, she is, once again, we have the simple, simple, you know, girl from Ledworth or whatever, you know, that turns out to be, because she's the doctor's companion – one of the most important people in all of creation, you know, like one of these everybody ever other than Martha. Yeah. Oh, poor Martha. Jeez. <laughs> <laughs> what? Literally, Rose right. wipes out right. wipes out Daleks and saves the entire universe. It makes Captain Jack immortal. Yeah. Donna turns out to be the Doctor Donna and saves the entire universe, then gets her whole memory wiped. And Martha <laughs> from Daleks again. And Martha gets to marry Mickey. <laughs> <laughs> so who's the real winner? <laughs> Uh, I don't know. I mean, from Rose's standpoint, Martha, because Martha got the boy and Rose didn't. Yeah, Rose, yeah, she did. Rose she got she got the, uh, the the other doctor. Uh-huh. The, the half doctor. Yeah. The, the John other Smith. guy. The John Smith. Sad. Anywho, so uh, Rory cracks a joke um, when he's, he's holding, poor guy, holding his recently murdered by him fiance. Mm-hmm. Uh, he says, I suppose you and I will never get born. Twice, Twice in my, my case. case. Yeah. <laughs> that was a great laugh. You would have laughed at that. Well, one. also, yeah. at, like, slightly existential. Still, a again, great yes, line. again. And then uh, the doctor gets them all wound up and he 
spins the doctor around and just decks him, <laughs> just clocks him right in the jaw. And uh, the doctor's like, "Sorry, just had to, you know, had to be sure that you know I don't think that, he had that you to be were sure that he was real." Yeah, yeah well, he had to be sure. Like, I, I think the doctor kind of had a thought here that he was special. He was different than the other autons. And so he just had to sort of make sure, you know, he's like, like, your girlfriend isn't more important than the rest of the universe. And he, bam, she is to me. Like Like he's like, grabs him by the shoulder. The doctor turns. Wow. Yeah. That's fantastic. Um, and, and what my favorite part of that, I, I watched it one time before and, and paused it when he punches him, when he spins back around, if you pause it just right, the look on the doctor's mm-hmm. face is hilarious because it is both like pain, shock, awe, surprise. You know, it's you're just, you're great at pausing. Oh yes, yeah. ridiculous <laughs> faces. Well known in this house for pausing okay. it and having ridiculous faces on characters. So um, the the doctor then says to Rory, "Why do you have to be so human?" And Rory delivers one of the best lines of the season because right now I'm not. I'm like, oh, you know, he's like, I'm not human, but I am human. And so right now I have to be more human than human, you know, so uh, not to to quote a 90s song there. So um, we have towards the end, uh, all of a sudden they remember the doctor and he's like, how can I forget the doctor? You know, and and then the camera is swinging over to uh, 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 Amy jumping Jumping across the table, running to the doctor. And we happen to have closed captioning on. And so I caught two lines that I have never noticed in like six times of watching this episode. He says, I was a plastic Roman. He was the stripper at my stag. It's a long story. <laughs> <laughs> we saw that. We're like, wait a minute. And it's like, it's so fleeting that, you, you know, like, seriously, did you notice it? <laughs> like, did anybody else notice it when y'all wait, were watching? Wait, 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 wait. It kind of trails off. As it's so in the background. It's farther away. That, yeah. I don't even know how they people that captioned it uh so great got like caught that fantastic uh the doctor ends up saying uh just mentioning to him you know two thousand years he calls him the boy who waited so all season that's right all season we've had amy the girl who waited and now we have rory the boy who waited now amy was the girl who waited Uh, one night night. and then 12 years uh so 12 years or 2000 right right and your choice interesting note that the tardis pointed out and i don't know why i didn't i didn't think about this excuse me the wikia pointed out this actually makes rory older than the doctor wow true at this point the doctor is 900 ish years old and Rory is over 2,000 years 2000 old. Now, what, what the Wikia said was he is 1,800 years old, which makes him twice as old as the doctor. And I'm like, but it's actually, it said 1,894 years later. And Rory was already whatever, you know, yeah. 25 maybe. Um, so he is over 2,000 years old um, by the time. No, I'm sorry. Over 1,900 years old mm-hmm. uh, by the time all is said and done. Now, here's the thing, though. Is he really? Is he really 2,000 years old? Especially after the whole universe got rewound and right. whatnot, and he was no longer he's a plastic, plastic soldier. Yeah. Okay, so, so here's here's something that I missed, okay? Because I, watching through this the first time, I went forward going, okay, so he's plastic from now on. Yeah. That's what I was mm-hmm. thinking, was like, so when, how often are we going to see the hand fold down in the laser blaster, and he's going to, you know, kick butt with the laser blaster? Here's the thing. He's not an auton anymore. Yeah, because they rewound the whole universe. Right. The oh. Big Bang reboot, blah, blah, blah. So here's so 
here's something that's been debated by fans is, well, what's the deal? Why does he remember the 2,000 years of being an Auton? Yeah, that's... Why does he remember that? He shouldn't remember that because, you know, like those were two different people. We, we, we have mm-hmm. to remember here. Those were two different people. There was Rory who proposed to Amy and got uh, threw himself in front of the Silurian and got shot and then died and then was absorbed by the crack and therefore never existed, right? That's Rory. Mm-hmm. Then we have... Auton Rory, who is a copy and paste, right? Well, he he has still, the same he memories. He still remembers everything he, exactly the way. He has the was. same memories. So, so that Auton, that Auton, was a few months old. Mm-hmm. Yeah. In this episode, before before you know, we jump forward mm-hmm. eighteen hundred ninety four years. He's I don't know how old. I'm presumably he wasn't there long before the doctor showed up, right? So he's like days, weeks old, mm-hmm. um, not 30 years old, 25 years old, whatever. Even though he has those memories, he's, so he's not, not actually that, that he's old. He's not actually that old. Right. So, but then again, you jump forward, you know, 1,894 years. Now he's that old and he has whatever life experiences those are. But for whatever reason, after the Big Bang 2, after the reboot, he retains all the memories. So, so he remembers he now 25 years old? Or is he now well, zero I mean, years like, old? Physically speaking, he's whatever age that he was. Yeah, twenty. Yeah. We're saying twenty-five. I don't know where we're getting it's that number, number. Just a guess. Um, but yeah, he's like he's twenty-five years old with two thousand years worth of memories. Mm-hmm. Because for whatever reason, you know, the we understand why the Auton has all of Rory's memories, right? Yeah. Because they took because the duplicate. He's a clone, he's a clone from uh, from Amy's memories of Rory. You know. Mm-hmm. But why does the rebooted Rory have all of the memories of the Auton? Like, the, none of that makes sense. The same but, reason. Ah, that, that's cool. But I mean, <laughs> the same reason that everybody has their memories after the reboot. But but, but everybody else, same. everybody else is who they were. He was this is not a, the Auton. Yeah, yeah. So so you could theoretically say there's one version of Amy, and then after the Big Bang reboot, there's a second version of Amy. But Amy. she's the same person, same person, so she regains so. the memories. But he, you're talking he's either two or three people. Mm-hmm. He's either Rory, Auton Rory, or rebooted Rory. Mm-hmm. And with for whatever all reason, the same memories. With, for with whatever reason, rebooted memory. Rory gets to keep all the memories of Auton Rory. So that means the 2,000 years that he waited and all the experiences that he had then in a universe which never existed, he still gets to retain all those memories. Yeah. That's pretty awesome. He was so, just that much Rory, I guess, that he... <laughs> kept all the memories. Yeah. Which means so, he probably doesn't remember all the 25 years that he lived that well because there's 2,000 year gap in between them. That's a good point. <laughs> yeah. Kind of like you don't remember much of ages one and two. <laughs> but you like, so imagine that. if I was yeah. 2,000 years exactly. old. So, he'd, he'd remember a few things like, remember when I was about to get married and then this random dude came in and stole my girlfriend? But right. I mean- that's mostly it. About so, what he remember. So the the key thing to remember there, though, that that I really did not realize until recently is he's not an Auton anymore. After the mm-hmm. Big Bang two, he is brand new. He but he's he's back to being actual Rory, human being Rory, not an Auton. So that's um, important to keep in mind moving forward because I was like, what is happening? You know, like moving down the road, I, there was a lot of seeming inconsistencies because I'm like. He's plastic and he's got a laser in his hand. What's happening? He's invincible yeah. and he can shoot lasers. Well, remember, not invincible though. Remember, not he invincible. did say you're plastic and you won't grow back. Mm-hmm. You know, so watch out for which radio waves and heat. You know? you know, which makes sense how he pulled the giant thing 
out of the burning house, you know, mm-hmm. being How did he not Right, yeah, yeah. I was, yeah, that's what I was thinking. Why didn't he melt? So, who is Amelia? Um, I had a few less notes about her here because um, we did get uh, like way more about uh, Rory. Um, however, uh, we have the uh, the painting that Vincent did for Amy that was in the background that was right over the shoulder of Vincent uh, Van Gogh when or Van Gogh uh, when he's uh, ranting and raving at the very beginning of the episode. Uh, her uh, sunflowers painting with you know, for Amy, uh, written on the vase is there. Um, and then, uh, Oh, just just kind of a side note. This is Amy and Rory. They have become now the first married companions. They're the Hmm. first married couple to travel around with the doctor and in all of who, right? So yeah, that's an interesting little bit. You would think that that would have happened at some point. Yeah. Like this many doctors, you would think that would at least happen once. Well, it's the same thing with, it took them 13 times to get a girl talk. <laughs> so, I mean, the likelihood depends. <laughs> oh, well That's said, funny. son. Well said. Um, anything else about Amelia, guys? Mm, no, not not really. All right, who is River? Um, we seem to be in consensus here. This is the first appearance of the hallucinogenic lipstick. Yeah. I could have sworn we'd seen that before, but I'm, it's probably one of those times where I'm just... Thinking of that as such an iconic thing for her. Um, she uses it, I guess, two or three times in this episode alone. So, yeah. Um, yeah. And honestly, I say the first appearance, we, I don't know if we ever see it again. <laughs> I may be remembering just this episode and how awesome it is that she has hallucinogenic lipstick. Awesome. It's like, I got you. It's just a drawing on the wall. Yeah. Bye. yeah, yeah. Your tricks don't work here, Dr. Song. You know. Um, so we have uh, she, River is totally fine. With the wibbly wobbliness. Did y'all notice this? She is so laid back and cool about the fact that she and the doctor are seeing each other, you know, in essentially reverse order. Um, there's, there's the bit where she, Amy is saying something to, to River about the Pandorica. And she says, you told the doctor you'd see him when the Pandorica opens. And she says, you know, she's like, spoilers. And she says, well, no, 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 but you, you told him you'd see him when the Pandorica opens. She says, maybe I did, but I haven't yet but I will have. <laughs> yeah. It's like, and, what? and the, My brain. The, the doctor had a line uh, later on when he's wearing the fez and carrying the mop where he's talking about uh, talking to Rory about, um, he says, you're not in the Pandorica. And he goes, well, I am. Well, I was back then. Well, I guess back now from your perspective, but from my perspective, you know, it's like yeah. it's time travel. You can't keep all the grammar straight. You know, uh, river is totally fine with all of this, mm-hmm. you know, demonstrating it by maybe I did, but I haven't yet. Uh, you know, uh, but I will have, you know, just sort of this past perfect tense, you know. And that's how she knew to say it. Because that's, I was going to bring that up in stuff we noticed. Yeah, no, 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 good point. Go ahead. So she told her when she was going to say it and what she was going to say. Right. So how, I thought. Very girl in the fireplace, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so Amy says, you told the doctor you would see him when the Pandorica opens. And then from her perspective, later, the next time she sees the doctor, she tells him, the next time you see me. I mean, not necessarily the, the next time because it depends. Because she told yeah. her it gets, at it gets this place. Yeah. So that doesn't mean it's necessarily the next time for her. I think it is, though. Because because the last time she saw him, she said, the next time you see me. Of course, I 
I see what because you're saying. Amy, from from his yeah. perspective, it would be the next time. Yeah, I get it. Yeah, very very confusing. A- again, the timeline for River is 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 hard to keep your head wrapped around. You have to always remember that we're seeing things from the doctor's trajectory from his timeline, and she's whizzing past us in the other direction. Um, there and there is there are some great great tie-ins um, down the road where they uh, they address. <laughs> they address some real world fan, you know, well, um, actuallys. they address them head on with dialogue. That's just like little one-off lines, um, uh, that, that, that river in particular throws out there that are hilarious that I can't yeah. wait to get to. So I'd love to see what a version this? of this from her point of view. Like even if yeah, they just like, what's the took timeline? the episode she appeared in and put them in the correct right. order. I, I have multiple times I have started down that rabbit hole. And and suck it's get my head spinning. Um, part of it is because uh, there, you what you just described. You know, you would have to like watch each episode. You know, so yeah. there'd be a big chunk of time there. You know, uh, where it's not just uh, this, this, and this, and the other thing. It's kind of like watching the episodes as well to keep it all straight in your head. And it is very complicated. So, um, so she mentions, uh, River mentions that she wants dated a nesting duplicate with a swappable head yeah. to keep things fresh in the marriage. Great. Have a husband whose head you can swap around every now and then. And apparently this, uh, this, this gets addressed in, I don't remember if it was an audio or if it was a book, but they have a, they have that story oh. later on. It does come up. Or, or maybe maybe they've already done it. I don't even, you know, prior to this episode, I don't remember. Um, she made a Dalek beg for mercy. Several times. That scene is uh, on, on all kinds of YouTube ode to river compilations. This one always makes the cut because this is quintessential river. She's like, you know, he says, Records indicate you will show mercy. You are one of the doctor's companions, right? Because what does the doctor always say? Like, like in the last episode, you know, like, no, no violence. No, you know, no, nothing ever. I'm the oncoming storm. I'm the doctor. No, you just were talking about football. Okay. Yeah. Um, you know, there's that whole mentality. But River is a little bit different of a like companion, Captain isn't Jack. she? She Not doesn't seem to have any companions. Yeah, so. right, right. She, she doesn't seem to have the problem with guns that he does. In like fact, Captain having the... Captain Jack and Martha. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So she... Um, she, you know, tells the Dalek, uh, I'm River Song, check your records again. And he immediately goes, oh, crap. <laughs> you know, like, I'm in mercy. 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 <laughs> Say it again. Mercy. One more time. You know, like, mercy. Um, that's good. <laughs> uh, we apologize to the listeners and your ear holes. All right. Uh, so that brings us to who is the doctor? Guys, the doctor is a freaking rock star. Okay. <laughs> Eleven is a flipping rock star. This, this episode is where like any doubts that I had about 11, even my first time through were all just gone by the end of this episode, that speech that he has where, um, you know, he's, he's, do you remember every black day I ever stopped you, you know, and all this kind of stuff. And he's just like calling out all these people. And then he says, and then, and then do the smart thing. Let someone else try first. You know, it's and like, everyone Grrr. flies right. And literally does a mic drop, you know, hands up in the air, come at me, bro. And they all fly away into order. <laughs> yeah. Um, that that speech is, oh my gosh. Again, I. And then fire erupted from the ground. <laughs> <laughs> Just, oh, I love it. I love it. I love it. I love it. Um, he says that the universe is big, it's vast and ridiculous, and sometimes impossible things happen, and we call them miracles. At least that's the theory. He says, 900 years going, and I've never seen one. I'm like, what? 
You've never seen anything impossible happen? Like that's like that's like stock every and trade is impossible. Episode. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You so. make impossible stuff happen. What do you it's mean? Like, uh yeah. It's it's not impossible. It's mostly impossible. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so I'll show you, River. Uh let's see. He says, um Oh, there's that bit where he he sees uh oh it's me from the future. Uh he says, Oh, I've got a future. That's nice. Yeah. <laughs> and then he like immediately dies right after well you know there's 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 that in the future i got a future well no no no. this that line of me from the future was was before he was talking to rory and he realized he touches the sonics and he says oh it was me that gave it to you me from the future oh i've got a future that's nice you know (laughs) (laughs) and then ran out of the room um then there's a bit where he says interestingly enough for this episode he says there's only one of me i counted and then what do we have later in the episode (laughs) literally two of them (laughs) there's one of me i counted so fun, fun stuff there. Um, he's got a great, uh, a great line here. We, you know, what's interesting is like this episode. I don't. Again, watching it years later, it's hard to know. I wonder was, was there a thought in anyone's mind when they were watching this episode the first time that like Eleven was only going to get one season because he does this farewell tour, like he's literally doing a best of hits album of the Eleventh Doctor. Right, doing this rewind thing. And then he's got this line where he says, We're all stories in the end. Just make it a good one, eh? You know, and like the, all these like sappy moments where it's like, yeah. Okay, is Eleven going to die already? <laughs> <It's> <laughs> is like, he gone like the ninth doctor? No yeah, one likes yeah, nine. Yeah, and nobody likes Eleven, oh, of course. <laughs> I mean, like, what? You hush your mouth, boy. Like, it's been going, it's slowly going down to like six million viewers now. <laughs> so, I, like, what's the deal with Eleven? So they canceled eleven. All right, uh, let's see. Uh, he says that he he uh, stole the TARDIS. Well, he borrowed it, and then he calls mm-hmm. it big and little at the same time, brand new and ancient, and the bluest blue. And I had to uh, I had to pause there, and or, or I, I I strategically waited a few seconds for that to go by, and then I paused it and asked if you guys knew. There's an old wedding tradition saying something or other where. On your wedding day, you're supposed to have something old, something new, something borrowed, something blue. And various people, you know, some people do this. Some people, I don't know if it's a tradition that's as well kept anymore, but um, you're supposed to have those items on you at the wedding. And so he told young Amelia, as she's sleeping, this story about how he borrowed the TARDIS. And it's, it's, you know, brand new and ancient and the bluest blue. So that later on when she's at the wedding, she says, we forgot something. And she calls out something old, something new, something borrowed, something blue. And and you're late for my wedding. (laughs) (laughs) We did rewind that part a little bit. I love it. I love it. When Karen Gillan gets rolling like that. I love that. She does it so well. So, um, let's see. Uh, that was pretty much all for the doctor. Other stuff we noticed guys, y'all, y'all want to jump in with some stuff. Do y'all have anything? Or I know some of it we've already pulled out. Do y'all have anything? Mm. All right. I've got a couple things written down here. Uh, the doctor says that structures can hold memories. That's why houses have ghosts. And Corbin went, huh? <laughs> what? <laughs> That's an interesting idea. You know, so. Uh, what was that in regard to? Was that in regard to Amy's house or something? I don't remember. I don't even remember now. Uh, structures can hold memories. That's why houses have ghosts. And I was like, oh, gosh, that's that's got to be written down. Uh, oh, my gosh. Okay. Um they, you know, they blow, the river blows up the fez, right? Yeah. You know, what, what in Teamwork. the name of sanity is on your head, she says. Um, great line, great line. It's fez. And, and we're fez now. Uh, so, cool. And then, and then after, AB grip. 
Yeah, she, yeah, yeah. They were in tandem. She snatched it off of his head and then threw it in the air so that River could shoot it. Trip, this is the one time where you're actually allowed to use the word "yeet" to describe what happened, <laughs> and you missed it. This is the one time she literally yeeted it. Um, so, at any rate, we have um, later on when he flies the the Pandorica into the explosion and everything, and he sort of wakes up in the in the control room of the TARDIS, and he's like, "Oh, legs, good bow tie, cool." And then he reaches up on top of his head and, oh, he's, he's sad that the Fez isn't there. I don't know why he thought the Fez would be back. But he says, that's okay. I can buy a Fez. Okay. With this what? Is, this is series five. <laughs> how, how exactly does money work? Here, have, Here, some, have some rent. rent. <laughs> Clearly, okay. he didn't know how to buy. This is series five. Okay. Uh-huh. And he says, I can buy a Fez. Jump forward to season 11. Six years, actually probably more than six years down the road because there were some gaps in there. So multiple years down the road because, so this was 2010 and the episode I'm talking about, I think aired in 2018. (laughs) Okay. So eight years go by. The 13th doctor is flying around time and space at the beginning of an episode. And the inciting incident is that this thing like beams into the TARDIS and it's this like robot guy holding a box and it is, uh, and she goes, Oh, it's the Kerblam man. Like everyone's supposed to know what Kerblam is. <laughs> Kerblam is a spin is essentially space Amazon. Okay. okay. So this oh, is it's the Kerblam man. This is not too much spoilers. Okay. This is just the premise of one episode of, of season 11. But so space Amazon has delivered a package to the TARDIS. Okay. What? That's this is what is happening. That's a thing. She opens up the package and pulls out a fez. Oh my gosh. She's Was like, "Oh my continuity. goodness. My my order has arrived, right?" It took you so, 6 years to get here, little bot. No, like 8 years. <laughs> and and I just I love that they followed that up. He goes, "I can buy a fez." And so 8 years later, Space Amazon delivers a fez. Two regenerations later. Well, I mean, oh, a fez. Twelve exactly. doesn't yeah. seem like a fez guy. No, he is not a fez guy. No, no. Yeah, that's why so. we'll go with the girl for the fez. I just, I, I love it. Yeah, and then she pops it on her head for you know a couple of seconds or something like that. But oh my gosh, I laughed so hard when, that, when she opens it up. She goes, "Oh look!" <laughs> Pulls it out and pops it on her head. I was like, "Oh my word!" Okay. Um, now remember, a few weeks ago, I cryptically sent out a message to the Whovians. This would have been uh, the time of angels, right? And I said, okay, guys, y'all just ignore me. I'm talking to the Whovians out there. And I said, did y'all notice it? When the doctor was talking to Amy, did y'all catch it? And I was like, I'm just, I I just, I have to leave it there. Okay. Here's what happened. In this episode, when he's doing the rewind and he goes and he talks to Amy while she's got her eyes closed. Remember, she couldn't open her eyes because it was going to burn out her brain or the angel was going to escape out of her head or whatever it was. Mm-hmm. She has to keep her eyes closed. So he goes over, grabs her hand and is talking to her and says, remember what I told you when you were eight. And she says, what did you tell me? He says, it's not important. That's not the point. And then he says, you just have to remember and walks away. And during the scene this week, while he's talking to her, the camera cuts over and shows the doctor banging on his Sonic. Did y'all, did y'all catch all this? Mm-hmm. Okay. So what happened is, in the original airing of that episode, that happened. Yeah. And remember, it was like this, it's this weird moment 
where the doctor walks away from her and then all of a sudden comes back and grabs her hand and says, remember what I told you when you were eight? What I was asking the Whovians if they noticed was in that episode, at that point, he was not wearing his jacket. But the hands that are holding her hands have sleeves of the jacket on. Wow. And in the couple of frames where you see his shoulders, he's wearing the jacket. And it's because they were doing that in preparation for this episode. Oh, yeah. that's amazing. So it's like a continuity error that they It seems like a continuity like, error that like, is actually Oh, he has a jacket on. We should probably explain this for no apparent reason. Yeah. <laughs> and then no, it was not a continuity major error. Plot point. This was this was long-term planning cuz what episode was that? Like I don't four? Know, like four. Five? Yeah. Something. something like that. So you're talking about like months ago that this happened. And so now we have it you know, the, the scene and then they show the cutaway to the doctor standing there without his jacket on. And they, you know, they make it very clear. Hey, remember, remember, remember that? So that weird thing. thought that was awesome. Now there was something interesting on the, on the Wikia where, um, he says to her, remember what I told you when you were eight years old, the night that you waited. And, and it's like, what is he talking about there? Okay. What, what did he tell her? Okay. So, the way the Wikia pointed uh, uh, put it was he hadn't told her anything yet. He ha- or, no, no, no. It says he hadn't said anything to her yet. That's not entirely true. Because they had spoken, but there wasn't something memorable. What important. it is is he knew that he was going backwards. Mm-hmm. So he tells her, "Remember what I told you when you were eight. You have to remember, because he was on the way back." To go tell her something when she was eight. Wibbly wobbly. Yeah. Right? So he's Why telling her. Why couldn't you just tell her then in the forest? Uh, I don't know. <laughs> rather rather than tell her while she's. Because he's traveling back in time. So well, no, because be if he had told her then, I don't know, maybe, you know, she would have understood who the doctor was and what. I don't know. Anyways. Wibbly wobbly. Timey wimey. She was unconscious when fun stuff. he told her. Yeah, so I, I did think that was interesting that she she remembers that, um, even though it all happened while she was asleep. So, Why not? Anywho, Noobs and the Whovian is also brought to you by listeners like Victor and Jared. If you find value in what we're doing and want to give a little bit of value back, that's all that we ask. You can join for as little as a dollar a month. Uh, we have different reward levels that go on up from there, all the way up to $15 a month. Makes you a hosting host, uh, but uh, you know, sky's the limit. You don't have to stop at just $15 a month. Give as much as you see fit doing uh, become a family, uh, a supporting patron of family-friendly independent media by going to patreon.com slash noobs and the Whovian. All right, that brings us down to our classic Who connection. And uh, we're going to have to, uh, we're going to have to, <laughs> I mean, <laughs> we're going to hear what Jared has to say. And my words got mixed up. It sounded like I was going to say, we have to listen to Jared now. I know. <sighs> Every week. Why, uh, why do we, we have, get to this why point do we do this? and we have to. <laughs> Why, why do we do this to ourselves? <laughs> Jeez. Trent. Uh, Jared, we love you. What do you got to tell us, man? Hello, noobs in the Whovian. This is Jared bringing you your classic Who connections for the two-parter, the Pandorica opens, and the Big Bang. Once the action really gets going and you've got all of the baddies who showed up and teamed up in an alliance just to ensure that the Doctor is put into the Pandorica... We see a lot of baddies that we recognize, but we also see a number of classic Who baddies. And so I'm just going to go through. There's actually just three that we haven't met yet. 
And so I'll just give you just a brief bit of background on those three. First of all, we have the Draconians. These, this is a race of reptilian humanoids from the planet Draconia. And they are normally a peaceful race, but they were tricked by the master, of course, and a little bit of the Daleks to engage in a war with the humans. The depth of the story is a bit more complicated than that, but that's about as simple and quick as I could put it for these purposes today. Next, we have the Zygons. They are shapeshifters, and long ago, a small group of them crashed into Loch Ness. And after learning that their home world was destroyed, they decided to take over Earth and repopulate it with more Zygons. So it turns out that they, the Loch Ness monster is actually a cyborg monster uh, belonging to the Zygons, and they were going to use that to take over the Earth, and this monster also produces... I forget what exactly the, the liquid, but it, it produces a drink for them that is essential to their life. Okay, first of all, gross. <laughs> also, you mean to say that the Loch Ness Monster is a robot and not the shape-shifting aliens? Yeah, that's where, that's where I thought it's it was going with choice. it. Yeah, it was going to turn out that the Loch Ness Monster was like a Zygon, but no, no. it's, a, it's a, a cyborg monster. That's hilarious. I don't know which is worse. Hmm. A, a, a big... Cyborg you know, monster that's going to take over the Earth... Or a shape-shifting alien. No, what I meant was, what's worse, what we think Loch Ness actually is, you know, like a big lizard, dinosaur type of thing, or that it's a cyborg monster. (laughs) That's going to take over the Earth. That's going to take over the Earth. So I guess dinosaurs better. Secretes something that the Zygons like drinking? Yeah. Gross. Need to drink. I mean, I think we just kind of described our relationship to cows, so (laughs) it's not really that weird, I guess. (laughs) <laughs> too strange. If it's pleasurable to them, <laughs> right. is it pleasurable to us? Of course, that's the, the key to taking them down. Uh, and finally, we have the Terroleptils. And this is another reptilian alien species. And they love art and beauty and war. <laughs> so <laughs> three Terroleptil prisoners escape their prison and crash land on Earth. Uh, what is it with A, reptilian races, based races, and B, crashing on Earth and deciding <laughs> to take over? But I'm also thinking there's three that crashed. So is like one of them an artist and one of them is a, <laughs> a hairdresser or beautician and the other one is a soldier? <laughs> anyway, that's what they do. They The prisoners escape, they crash on Earth, and they plan to take over the world or at least kill everything that's living on Earth by releasing these rats that are infected with super plague. Those are what? the three monsters wow. in that in, in the quick faces that you see of all the uh, baddies that have come. Those are the three classic Who ones that we haven't met in New Who yet. Obviously, you would have recognized Centaurans and, and of course, Silurians and the, the, the big ones, the Cybermen and Daleks and, and, and a good number of other baddies out there. Uh, but again... Those were the quick side note. I I didn't think about this until just now. Why were the Salarians there? Which weren't one? they supposed to be like slumbering beneath the earth at this point? It's <laughs> yeah. 102 AD. So they again, kind of goes to the. I guess I don't know. What's that? No, they they were definitely just sleeping. They were avoiding the asteroid strike. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So so again, it's just just like the Jadun being there. It's like, hey, remember these aliens that you like, yeah. which have no. Make no sense being here at all. Exactly. The new old ones. All right. Speaking of Cybermen, the line from the Cybermen's or Cyberman's disembodied head says to Amy, you will be assimilated. 
And uh, this is actually from the very first Cyberman serial, The Tenth Planet. Uh, they will say, you know, not they're not talking about being deleted or talking about being um, converted or anything like that. They talk about being assimilated so in that they first did it before one. Before the Borg did. We have River, love River. Uh, so we've got River all over <coughs> these episodes, and River talks a little bit about the good wizards in fairy tales turning out to always be the Doctor. <laughs> and this actually happened in Classic Who. In the serial Battlefield, the Doctor, turns out, was the wizard Merlin. So River what? is actually correct, <laughs> yeah. uh, especially in this case with Merlin I love it. Uh, and, and with that. Now, the writing on the cliff that River leaves, uh, you know, leaves the breadcrumb trail for the Doctor to follow to, the writing on the cliff says, hello, sweetie, and then follows with a bunch of Greek letters. And the very first two are Theta Sigma. And, you know, I'm not an expert in ancient Greek or even modern Greek for that matter. Uh, so I'm going to have to take the TARDIS Wikia's word for this. Uh, but apparently Theta, just plain Theta, is a shortened or more informal way of saying or writing Theta Sigma. So I'm not sure why two letters, there's a more informal way of writing with just one. Maybe that's something like, uh, I am, like a conjunction, like I am going to I'm. Uh, I, I really don't know, uh, but that's what they say. And so, uh, but it was, it, it, but it is a, a, a certainly uh, known fact that uh, one of the doctor's nickname, nicknames at the Time Lord Academy was Theta. And so that Theta Sigma there could be a reference to that nickname of Theta. And you know what? Fezes are cool. <laughs> and the doctor has known this for a long time because he's warned them before, like he did as the seventh doctor Wait, what? in Silver Nem what? Nemesis. Uh, we've, we've seen the doctor wear fezes, and I'm pretty sure, but I didn't find any instances of, I'm pretty sure that the second doctor has worn fezes also. Fezes and bow ties, both cool. So, those are your classic who connections, and I'm going to give it a rating. I don't think I'll need to talk too much about this one. I have a feeling that we're all going to pretty much agree these were excellent episodes. Uh, they did a great job tying the whole season together and bringing in lots of uh, twists and turns and all the different baddies showing up was really cool to see. So anyway, loved it, had a good time with it. So I'm going to give it 9 out of 10 1,800-year-old Rory's, and <laughs> I'm going to give it 200 creep levels for the disembodied Cyberman head and oh, yeah, arm right. and other such attack alone. Uh, some other creepy stuff, not a ton, so 200 creep, creep levels. So that's it. Thank you the, to the TARDIS Wikia for help with the information. Thank you to Noobs and the Whovian for having me on. And I look forward to bringing you a classic Who recap of the third Doctor oh, on the yeah. next episode. So look for that next week. I'm sure Noobs and the Whovian will talk about that a little bit more. But I'm going to uh, bring you just some base information that you'll need uh, or that that might be helpful to know before you watch uh, the before you watch your classic who episodes with the third doctor. So look for that next week. And beyond that, I'll continue to bring more classic who connections next time. All right. Um, yes, definitely, definitely agreeing with Jared here that uh, this is a, a fantastic uh, two parter. So, um, Trip, what do you what do you want to give us here? 
I'm definitely going to have to agree with Jared. This is really fantastic. I'm going to give it 9 out of 10 melted Rory's. <laughs> Sad <laughs> Rory. He didn't melt, though. Oh, Why okay. He should have. He <laughs> <laughs> should have melted in the fire. It's physically impossible for him to not have. Oh, wow. It's more like a threat, though, than a factual <laughs> statement. Corbin, what do you He should have died. <laughs> I'm going to say this one's really good. I don't know why so many people, like, dropped off after the first episode. Because this was... That happens. Both of them were really good. Yeah. So I'm going to say this is a 9 out of 10 squid head Cybermen. <laughs> squid head <laughs> that Cyberman. was so weird. Severed squid head Spider-Man. Also, Wind why did she have to something. get shot in the neck with that? Just so she couldn't see Oh, yeah, Rory? she didn't even pass out. Like, what was the point her, of that? Her vision went Minecraft dizziness, and, and, <laughs> and that's all that happened. I don't really know. Yeah, I don't know. I don't, just it, so you couldn't see Rory's Probably just so you well. could have that moment with the doctor discovering Rory and doing that whole that whole back and forth yeah. where he's like, I think I'm missing something obvious. It's like right in front of my face. And Rory goes, yeah, I think you are. <laughs> you know. like, like the fact that the dude that looks like Rory, named Rory, is actually Rory. Dun, dun, dun. Amazing. I was like, wait, wait, wait. Don't tell me. So. Silence. <laughs> <laughs> so I, um, I love this, this, uh, this whole story here. Um, it answers a lot of questions, but it also sets up some things. Um, we're going to, we're going to get to it in just a minute with the theories, but did y'all notice we didn't answer all the questions? We don't, we still don't know where the yeah. TARDIS exploded. Yeah. Just, so we're, we're going to, like, we're going to have to see where that goes. So I'm going to give this, uh, so, so first of all, it, it answered a lot of questions, but it also kept some mysteries going. It's it's setting up some stuff that's coming down the road. Uh, it it featured like just every alien. Uh, we <laughs> laughed like hysterically throughout this thing. It was as wibbly wobbly mm-hmm. as I can remember Eleven being so far. <laughs> right? I mean, this is this is as wibbly wobbly as he's gotten so like, far. Uh, Definitely. I mean, uh, uh, the closest we get to this is is him, you know, jumping forward in in Amy's timeline and, uh-huh. and screwing up the timing there. Mm-hmm. But I mean, we've got him looping back on his own timeline and setting things up, you know, here, put, put the screwdriver in my pocket. Uh, oh, let me go get this note so I can leave a note for, you know, little Amy to come to the, to the museum. That whole steal little right Amy's drink because yes, she's let me thirsty. Steal, steal young Amy's drink so I can give her the drink now. And because she just she's, doesn't mind. She's like, oh, my drink got stolen and there's a note here. Right. Don't right. Really care. I, and I love that he stole the drink from her. Because she was thirsty in the future, presumably because she didn't finish her drink earlier. Uh, yeah, right. <laughs> so I'm going to give it uh, 9.5 under hinges on uh, creep levels. Jared gave it a 200 trip. What are you What are you thinking here? I'm going to go 175. This just didn't bring anything out other than like the little squid head. Yeah, the Cyberman. The Cyberman. Was that was the only it was like Cyberman thing. body horror. What in the also, world is happening? why did it have all of those, and how could it reattach, and why did it shoot the little thing at Amy? Well, it was trying to kill Amy. That's why it shot at her. But you no, it wasn't trying to kill her. Or well, the pass out dart. I yeah, it meant the yeah, laser yeah. gun in its oh, arm. Oh no, not the laser. Oh right, right. It's still right. pretty. So actually, uh, the Cyberman. I would say the jump scare of his helmet popping open and there being a skull. Oh, yeah. Uh, that, was, that was pretty <laughs> gross. And then it going clang, 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 yeah. like trying to bite her face. I'm glad you mentioned mm-hmm. that. I forgot about that. <laughs> I yeah, exactly. I blocked that. that. Exactly. So for that right there alone, I'm going to give it 200. 
Uh, Corbin, what do you got? Yeah, I was going to say 175, but you reminded me of that. I'm definitely going up to 200 <laughs> with that. That was spoopy. <laughs> awesome. Awesome. All right, so that brings us down to our theories. So let's see. Uh, the <laughs> Our highly adapted version of the original theory. Yeah. Let's see, Corbin's original theory was Corbin thinks the crack will appear in every episode, episode. and that either the master or the new paradigm Daleks are responsible for it. His current version <laughs> is Corbin thinks the crack will feature in every story and that the new paradigm Daleks or Davros are responsible for the crack and for the silence. And he was wrong about all of those. Well, no, because I mean, the, the crack featured a lot. <laughs> um, and you but also. It wasn't- Featured or talked about or listed or seen in like three episodes in a row, so completely wrong. Yeah, quiet. I, you. Y'all mentioned that last week. I don't think it was in a row. I, don't, I think there was one in between. But at, at, at any rate, uh, you also mentioned the doctor will blow up the TARDIS. I that remember there being some conversation wrong. about the doctor blowing up the TARDIS. Um, or let's see, this was Trip's. Trip thinks the crack is the end of the universe. Yeah, because that was one of the first things that we learned about the crack. It's the end of the universe. And then it was down to interpreting which kind of end. Yeah, did we mean that. that the crack is going to end the universe or it's at the end of the universe? Trip thought it was going to be at the end of the universe like the end of a sidewalk and that the crack is in, quote, the wall of the universe. But um, and we didn't figure <clears throat> out, did we? What? Damn. No, it was going to be the end of the universe. It was going to destroy the universe, that but kind the- of end. So the crack was in the universe itself and time but and all those kinds of it things. It didn't end the universe. The TARDIS exploding, which caused the crack, ended the universe. So yes, the crack but by consequence. Well, no, 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 no. The, the TARDIS exploding caused the cracks. The cracks. The cracks spreading the throughout time and space is what ended the universe. So, the, so oh. yeah, the TARDIS blowing up into the universe because it caused the cracks, which tore apart the universe. So, yeah. Oh. Uh, so it definitely was the cause of the destruction of the universe. Uh, let's see. We also had Trip thinks the Doctor is going to find a way to bring back Rory, and this will cause the TARDIS to explode, which causes which the crack. Wrong. Huh? Which was wrong, because Amy actually brought back Rory. Uh, yeah, actually. And the TARDIS right. just exploded randomly, because For why not? no reason at all. Well, no, we don't know the reason yet. Remember, he said at the end of the episode... Something happened. Something caused the TARDIS to come to this place in this time. Mm-hmm. Um, and then he gets interrupted by the phone call about the monster on the Orient Express in space or whatever it was. Yeah. Um, and let's see, uh, Trip. you also said that when Rory comes back, Amy won't remember him and will have to fall in love again. So you're partially right. She didn't remember him, but then all of a sudden, it, like, clicked. it all came back. Yeah. 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 So half right. Uh, Corbin thinks Rory is coming back and they will find a way to stop the explosion, which will cause Rory's never having existed to not have existed. Which is half right. They didn't stop the explosion, but rather reversed, reversed it. it. Yeah. So, but so they does did, that count as stopping it? They does did undo his not existing. <laughs> so that, okay. Right Complicated. It is, it is. But they didn't stop it. They reverted it, but they still did end up with Reverted the result it. that Rory's right. never having existed didn't never happen. Existed. So uh, the crack, uh, as far as we know, well, no, we, we know the crack was caused by the exploding TARDIS, which had nothing to do with the new paradigm Daleks or Davros, apparently, uh, because uh, 
they were all there and all thought that the doctor was responsible for it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. Or, well, Davros wasn't there. He, he didn't show back up or anything. But, yeah. He's dead, supposedly. Yeah. Supposedly. But, supposedly. Right, of course. Which of means course. he's not. <laughs> Quote, Which means he'll be starring in the Christmas episode. No. <laughs> <laughs> um, died next episode. Oh, so, hey, Davros. What were we talking about earlier? We, we, we said we'll get back to this in the theories. Now I'm trying to remember what it was. Did we say that? Yeah, what? I said that about the cracks and uh, and something. I don't remember that. Oh, gosh. Yeah, there was too much in between. I thought we were headed straight into the theory section. I forgot where we were in the notes here. So um, so at any rate, guys, what do you all think overall? I mean, so so we you know, we know what the crack was all about. We don't know what caused the explosion, though. Yeah, we got a better handle on the crack, right? Mm-hmm. Um, the doctor, um, you know, walking into the crack basically deleted himself from the universe as, as uh, River... Uh, said what happened mm-hmm. and then we have somehow somehow river seems to remember her r- remember him even though the pages of her diary are blank pages are blank and the diary exists it but, still vaguely resembles the tardis right and the doctor said something about sometimes people fall out of the world and yeah. but they always leave behind traces no one's ever fully forgotten and, and if they can be remembered they can come back yeah, supposedly but he was only stuck. by Amy for some reason. <laughs> yeah, because Rory totally remembered the doctor. No, like, he didn't remember the doctor until he started coming back. Oh but, wait, right. but what was the? No, what's odd is he. So he told her, "You will remember me somewhat, but I'll just be your imaginary friend." Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. So her. So essentially, the way it went down originally, the doctor shows up. She has her little fish fingers and custard incident with him. Yeah. And then uh. tells that story for the rest of her life. And everybody thinks she's crazy. And she keeps going to psychiatrists and she bit one of them and blah, blah, blah. And then all of a sudden he pops back into her life. And bit she's like, oh my gosh, I wasn't crazy. He was real the whole time. In the rebooted universe, it didn't happen. And she, she actually did make up the story in yeah. her mind. Sort of. Because like she still yeah. had all the stuff. Remember when, when she woke up on her wedding day and there, the camera's panning through the room, there was still all of the little toys that she had made, versions mm-hmm. of the doctor and the TARDIS and all mm-hmm. these kinds of things. And then she says, when I was a little girl, I had an imaginary friend, right? Yeah. So she, all of that is still in her head. All of that is still in her mind and her memories. But then suddenly sparking that realization that he was real in some universe allows him to come back. Yeah, and the weird thing is, they said... But the crack never existed, so that takes away her power, so the, the universe was never pouring into her head in a specific have, version. Oh, so then no. why powers. Yeah, so she didn't have powers, so how did the doctor come she back? She never had powers to begin with. There was yeah. just a crack in her Well, life. she was special. It wasn't that she had yes. powers, but she was special. All the universe pouring into her head through that crack, he mentioned that a couple of times, so that's why she was able to make Rory real instead of just being a nesting duplicate. Yeah. There's a little something more to him. He was still somehow human and all this kind of stuff. And since so, he brought, she brought back the doctor without that special ability, why couldn't, um, what was her name? Well, River? I don't think River it's a special ability. Yeah. Well, that's what, that's Corbin, that's Trip. what's your name? That's Trip's point is, why, why did it take Amy remembering him? Because River apparently remembered him somehow. Yeah. She still had the book. She Dropped it off to Amy's and then looks through the window with that knowing smile, right? Mm-hmm. Like, hey, 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 remember the doctor? She stands up and goes, wait, what? why do I know her? 
And then suddenly what? remembers everything. <laughs> that hey, hey, hey just reminded me of Fat Albert. I have no idea why. <laughs> so, at any rate, but that's what Trip is saying is if, if River remembered him, why didn't he come back then? Yeah. So, I don't know. And it's also weird because supposedly he was trapped in the void. And so were those Daleks. But it's not like every time the doctor thought about Daleks, <laughs> suddenly they just appeared. Oh, that's a good point. He didn't. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because he so wasn't he was, like He erased. was trapped on the other side of the cracks in the void, the space between the worlds. Mm-hmm. That, you're right, right, right. He wasn't actually fully erased. He was just somewhere else. So anyways, yeah. I do love that he, he pops in and she says, have I surprised you? And he opens up the door and says, Yes, completely. I did not see that coming. <laughs> you know, like, that's, that's a great bit there. So, at any rate, guys, um, that's uh, that's season five. Yeah. Holy cow! Um, didn't we didn't think we'd make it. <laughs> we thought our podcast would have ended by then. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. So uh, that that is it. We're we're done with series five. Um, I was just, I was trying to think, is this the fastest we've ever completed a season? I want to sit Probably. down, Corbin, and look back through our, our uploads. This might be the fastest time from recording episode one to recording series finale of a single season. Uh-huh. If that's what you're defining fastest, then yes, because we did do all of season one with no special episodes, but that was like, yeah, but that's over what the saying. course that, of a few months. Yeah, that took us like six months to to record all of those, and um, and then last season we had to, we had to do all that stalling and everything. Mm-hmm. I just I feel like this one went by so incredibly fast. It probably it, is. It wasn't any shorter. Like we had two two parters, right? And that was it. So which is normal, right? Right. So that mm-hmm. makes it uh, what like a, a ten episode season for us. Plus we did one timey wimey on Bias Bootstrap. So. Um, I don't think we, I don't think we missed a single week. That's the other thing. We had seasons in the past where um, we just, we, for whatever reason, couldn't record. And um, then that recording allows us to not record for the next two weeks or something after that. Yeah, because so, one time off knocks us out of our tracks. And exactly. Then, so this go around, we're, we're, we're kind of on a hot streak here. So we just blew right on through series five. So we hope you guys enjoyed it. Uh, later this week, uh, Jared already mentioned, uh, he is, uh, he's going to send us and we're going to release out on the feed a Jared Sood. Uh, he's going to prime us for our classic Who Rewind featuring the third Doctor's story, The Terror of the Autons which is uh, not only featuring the Autons right on the heels of we just dealt with Auton uh, Rory, Mm -hmm. but this is also going to be the first appearance of the Master. So we're going to get introduced to uh, the the original version of the Master. Master. Mm -hmm. And uh, Hasn't there been like three or four different versions? um, On screen, I think the one that we met was like the fourth, maybe. I think think he was the fourth actor. But then he have two different actors, so... Yeah. What do you mean? Because he went into the machine. There was that one version of the master that was, you know, one episode. Only there for one episode. What? Uh, Oh, not a new who. uh, What are you talking about? Oh, oh, the guy. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, Where he he was in the final watch. Okay. Immediately after going back. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, that's true. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, That wouldn't be like a separate incarnation, I don't think. Or maybe it would. I don't know. Anywho, (laughs) we're going to meet the first one. So this is going to be season eight. Episodes one through four. So as a reminder, you can find all of the classic Who seasons that are available on Amazon Prime Video with a BritBox subscription. So uh, if you'll head on over to noobsinthehoovian.com, look for our BritBox ad. You can click on that link and that'll take you straight to the page where you need to subscribe for BritBox. And if you use our link, uh, that'll help us, uh, that'll help support us a little bit as well. And then after that, we get to have a 
a little Christmas in November as we cover the 2010 Christmas episode called A Christmas Carol. Uh, again, just as a reminder, the Christmas episodes, Christmas specials are now a separate thing, kind of like the David Tennant specials were separate. So search out Doctor Who Christmas specials, or we have a link uh, in the show notes over at noobsinthehoovian.com that'll take you directly to that so you don't have to worry about that. Uh, just to give you a little heads up, the artwork, you have the 11th Doctor wearing like a little... Christmas Carol type top hat hanging from a ladder or something like that. It's a really, it's really weird artwork. Um, but that's, that's what that is. So for the longest time I was like, what is that? And then it, it's a scene from one of the episodes. So it eventually will make sense. So join us next time as we discuss classic who season eight episodes one through four, the terror of the autons as always noobs in the Whovian is a production of master closet studios where it's always smaller on the inside. Your senior producer is me, Austin reason. Our audio engineer is this guy. That would be me trip. Our production editor is this other guy. I'm Corbin. Special thanks to TARDIS.Wikia.com for the trivia. Thanks to Jared for the Classic Who connection. And shout-outs to Jared and Victor for their Patreon support. You can find us at Facebook.com slash NoobsInTheHoovian. You can message us there or send us an email directly at NoobsInTheHoovian at gmail.com. And consider supporting us at Patreon.com slash NoobsInTheHoovian. For all of that information and all of our show notes, head over to noobsinthehoovian.com. Wherever you found us, make sure that you subscribe, leave us a rating, share us with a friend, not because we're a great show, but because we watch one. Until next time, my name's Austin, I'm the Hoovian. These are my sons, Corbin and Tripp. And, and we're the Noobs. And we will see you next time. Goodbye. Be whip. Guys, Noobs in the Hoovian is brought to you by listeners like Victor and Jared. If you find value in what you do and, and want to give a little, and uh, what you do? If you find value in what you do, mm. keep doing it. <laughs> 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 nice. Honestly, I don't think anyone would have noticed if